Hey, it's Delvin. You might know me as the Dark Web from the Longbox Crusade. Yeah, let me tell you a little bit about what you're going to be listening to. This has come out to play. It's a New Warriors podcast based on the 1990s series, The New Warriors. The New Warriors ran 75 issues. And Jared, you might know him as Death Probe, possibly the yard sale artist. Jared and I are covering all 75 of these issues and we're doing it on YouTube channel. Since we have an awesome DJ and Pat Sampson, AKA DJ Cristados, he's gonna take these and he's gonna strip the audio from the YouTube recordings that we do every second Tuesday of the month, by the way, if you wanna listen there. He's gonna take those recordings and he's gonna just give you the audio recording. So if you're a little bit busy, like most people are from time to time, you have an extra opportunity to be able to just listen to the audio. So a little bit of a warning. It's going to be a little bit rough as, you know, some of the things are going to be comments and stuff that happen right in that moment. But you still get to listen to some New Warriors goodness. Have fun. And remember, New Warriors come out to play. Play, a New Warriors podcast, is streamed live in front of an internet audience. You can join in on the live stream and chat every second Tuesday of the month on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. Just search for and follow Longbox Crusade. That come out to play is an imperfect live stream. It's what you call an imperfect live stream. It's a perfect way to describe it. We'll have to let our listeners know. Oh, we're live. Oh. See? Imperfect. New Warriors. (laughs) Come out to play. Oh, man. Welcome Welcome to our imperfect live stream. Welcome to Come Out to Play, an imperfect podcast talking about the new warriors. I am Delvin, a.k.a. The Dark Web. And in case you're new to the show, welcome. Come play with us as we talk about Marvel Comics, the new warriors. But first, let me introduce my comrade in arms, the Nova to my Night Thrasher. His name is Jared Albrick. His middle name is Carl. He's also known by Death Pro. And the art cell artist. And hot nuts mm. sometimes. <laughs> I have cashews tonight, not hot nuts, but did you did you warm the cashews? I could. <laughs> you have to almost by you know default. But I know I do. I do. Hey, well, thanks for having me back, man. Thanks for being back. I know. Uh shout out to uh, Auburn Elvis and uh Captain and Kathy Bright, the MVP, and Linkovich down in there already in the chat. But hey, welcome everybody. I got my uh and my diet Dr. Pepper and my bacon ranch cashews by John. These are really good, by the way, folks. Uh, this they're yeah, not a paid sponsor. You go wrong with bacon ranch. <laughs> this is good stuff. Um, so yeah, welcome to the podcast. And as usual, I'm supposed to ask. Well, I usually get to it later in the show. I'm supposed to ask Delvin a uh, a question, and I had a really good one in mind before we started recording. Now I'm trying to remember what it was. 
as it had something to do with the uh, this issue. What was it? Oh, oh that's true. It, stupid and oh. simple. What's the close the, in this issue? There's going to be so you know, spoilers. You know, there's going to be some uh, deep jungle combat. Mm-hmm. This is the deepest jungle you've ever been in. That's why I don't remember because it was a really different question this time. I was like, <laughs> it was, it was more geographical. Different. Yeah, by the way, simple and stupid could also be <laughs> the name for the, po- the podcast. Ah, yeah. <laughs> uh, jungle. Mm-hmm. Well, I have never been to South America. Oh, well, hold on. I have been to South America, but it was the Falkland Islands, and there's no jungle in the Falklands. Um, I don't think I've ever even been close to the jungle, Jared. Have you? You know, flipping that back at me, I would have to say the closest I've ever been. I've been to the jungles of Costa Rica. That's probably the closest. Mm. I mean, mm. that's not South America. It's Central. I, yeah. I haven't even been on a safari. By the way, apologies. It looks like my internet just decides that it wants to act, you know, particular right now. Mm. So if it's any breakups, you know, living that Jason life. (laughs) I am right now. It is, it's not cool. I don't like it. Mm -mm. And I wish I would have done a switch um, from, um, uh, to my hardwired network. That was for you, Jared. That's a shout out. Yeah, well, I appreciate it. And Kathleen as well. I think she'd support that. I'm going to eat on the show. I'm going to do the one thing yeah, you're not supposed to do in a live cast. If you want to give me a second, I will switch. I know we're live, but if I switch now, it might be better for the podcast. Can you entertain I'll me? Get, I'll carry the show. Yeah. Don't be surprised if we're in the wrap-up when you get yep. back. Yep. Give me one second. I'll be right back. All right. Delvin's going to be switching network, so I'm carrying the show at this point. So if you tuned in to watch me eat cashews, bacon ranch cashews from the good people at Giants, they're not even sponsored the show. But they should be. <laughs> I see you back. Hopefully that does something. Who knows? Your picture's a little ah. clearer. We'll figure it out. No, yeah, it's the hardwired connection now. So uh, hopefully it does hardwired. That's right, <laughs> Kathy. Um, I I do I do listen to suggestions that people give me. Like I totally removed the tags from. <laughs> what wait what the what. They're absolutely gone. Like if you see it, it's like an optical illusion, possibly caused by the back connection. Mm-hmm. I should keep going. All right. <laughs> Jared's asked me questions about the jungle, of which yep. uh, I have not. I have not been to the jungle. Um, well, maybe the forest of Alabama is the closest there. you've been. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. You ever maybe been to the Bayou? Alabama, uh, like New like Orleans? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely been. To and through the bayou, like the one thing that I did, I mean, those two bridges, that big old suspension bridge on mm, 10. I, yeah, I know what I'm talking about. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it either. I there was like and one time, I, I can tell a story from that. One time I was driving, and who knows? And of course, in my head, I'm just like, get off this bridge. And it was crowded. And I was in my truck at the time. You remember the black tundra that I had? You remember that? Because mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. saw it in San Antonio. Yes, I did. So, I was on that truck or, you know, drive, riding the truck and, uh, yep, white knuckling it because on that bridge, like, this sucks, it sucks, it sucks. And couldn't change lane because it was that crowded. But for whatever reason, on the side of the road uh, was uh, the road on the bridge was a pelican. And the pelican took off and jumped directly in front of my truck. <laughs> that sounds like something happened to you. 
I couldn't move left. I couldn't move right. I was like, oh, oh my God. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. <laughs> so I, I had to run over a pelican. Uh, <laughs> oh my goodness. He ran him yeah. over. <laughs> yeah. Was, was uh, <laughs> burn down. Burn down. <laughs> so uh, it's not quite a jungle story, but it's going to have to do. We should probably keep keep going. Um, it's so weird, dude. We have had guests the last couple, and so mm-hmm. it's just you and me again. No, I didn't know if we were going to have a guest tonight. I assumed not due to the no. uh, the rough start we had. <laughs> yeah, I would have I would have let you know if we'd had a guest. But that's a good reminder to anyone listening to the live stream here or to anyone listening to what will eventually become a podcast. If you want to come on the show, ask us. We had Tony last month, and he just jumped in. He jumped into the DMs of Lombard's Crusade. He's like, "Hey," and we're like, "What?" He was like, "I won't be on the show." I was like, "Okay." So it was really that simple. If you don't suck as a person and you want to be on the show and talk New Warriors, let us know, and we will do that. Also, the thing <laughs> at the bottom of the screen doesn't hurt. If you do that thing that's scrolling at the bottom of the screen, that will also help you get on the show. Absolutely. If you come out to play welcomes and introductions, you too can be a Dang part it. of the No, show. the below that. <laughs> oh, oh. If you become a Crusaders Club member, $1 a month at patreon.com slash Longbox Crusade. Yes, that would be a great leg up to being on the show. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And shout out to Spidey67, our most recent uh, patron Crusaders Club member. Do you know who Spidey67 is by any chance? I do. I do. He was on oh. Action Film Face Off. He was a guest oh, on Action nice. Film Face Off. Nice. I got to nice catch guy. up to Action Film Face Off. I'm, I'm late on that, but we got to talk about this show, right? Let's do it. Come out to come out to play is a chronicling of the 1990 series, The New Warriors. The first volume of New Warriors ran 75 issues, and Jared and I will cover all of this first volume as I rediscover my love for the series and help Jared find his. And we share our love and joy with the listening audience. Grab your skateboards and your bucket helmets. It is time to play. We're going to be talking today about New Warriors Issue 9. The cover credits go to Mark Bagley and Larry Malstead. We almost got it. I do. We're, we're, we're pretty much on it. We are almost <laughs> a decent live stream. <laughs> Jared has brought up the cover. And if you want to talk about it, Jared, now might be the time. Oh, talk about the cover. Talk about mm-hmm. the cover. Well, the year is 19. Hang on. Double check. Oh, it's 1991. We've moved from 90 to 91. Mm-hmm. This will be the first cover, I believe, to hit the stands in 1991. And if it's going to be 1991 and you're still a relatively new book and you want to up your sales, Three times in a row putting the Punisher undercover ain't a bad idea. <laughs> so here you go. We've got another really good Punisher drawing. In fact, I'm going to get rid of our banner for a second so people can see all of it. we got a really good Punisher drawing, torso. And then under him is 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 uh, we have story A and story B. Story A with the Punisher and um, Night Thrasher. And story mm-hmm. B is pretty much like everybody else down in the jungle. And so they've, they've blended the two. Uh, a couple items of note. Uh, this might be the first time that we don't have all the characters from the team on the cover. I noticed that. Only used three, and they went real prominent with the Punisher, which, on one hand, I'm like, it's the New Warriors. 
I want to see the new Warriors. But on the other hand, I get it. You're single digits still. You're trying to make sure your book takes off. It's 1991. Mm-hmm. The Punisher Dolph Lundgren movie has come out. The the NES game has come out. We talked, I think it was on the back cover of the last issue. Yeah, it so was. It's like, it's time for the Punisher, right? So it kind of took, long story short, I think this is a, you had to do what you had to do cover, but it's still Bagley and Malstead, so it looks good. And I'll pass it to you. Yeah, it's clear at least, while I do agree that they are trying to boost the sales of the book still uh, by having that A-list character, the Punisher was definitely an A-list character back in early 1990s, so they're going to feature him in the book, but apparently they're comfortable enough that on this cover, they Night Thrasher's missing, I mean, Mm -hmm. founder of the New Warriors, and I don't see Firestar on the cover, and Speedball is not on the cover either. Mm-mm. No speedball. So missing three people. But that said, it's it's a good cover still. I mean, that Punisher, you know, he's sitting there looking menacing. I definitely wish, you know, you could have had like Punisher, maybe, uh, you know, something like Night Thrasher, you know, looking like he's ready to fight on the other side of it. But they wanted to consider the other storyline, too. And the other storyline, they gave it a little bit more action uh, at the bottom. And and it's good. Do I think it's great? No, but I mean, does that Punisher stand out? And would it make me want to buy it? Oh yeah, it's it's good. Certainly, it is good. Hey, Tony, welcome, dude. Um, and yeah, I like the cover. You seem to like the cover. We should rate the cover, and I should stop saying the word cover. We rate stuff. We've, we've covered the cover. We've covered the cover. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah we covered the cover. Cover the cover. So. <laughs> If we rate this thing one to ten, and we do that on this podcast, Jared, what would you rate Warriors Nine's cover? This might be my least favorite cover that we've had so far. It lacks a little bit in the background. I get what they're trying to do. Looming Punisher, other storyline. I get it. Still not bad. It's a good drawing of the Punisher. So it's a better than average cover. We've got to go over five. I think if Joe November was here, it'd be like a 6.5. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to sit at a six for this one. Six out of ten, but it's not bitter in any way. Yeah, no, I get that. And you, if anyone listens to Jared and Jason's action film face-off, they always make sure to describe a five as average. It's not trying to trash the book or anything. You're saying mm-hmm. five is average. And I'm at an eight. I actually agree with Tony, who said 7.58. I think it's an eight. Like, and partial Homer in that, like, you know, it's more Bagley and Malstead, <clears throat> and they're fantastic. But uh, that that Punisher definitely sticks out. And if you're mm-hmm. going to be confident enough to feature a character on your cover who was not a main character in the book, you better draw that character good. And back, mission accomplished. <laughs> yeah, Bagley, yeah, Malstead, and, and company absolutely took care of that. So they did a good job on that. I think. We have some shenanigans going on in the chat. One of which is Tony gave it a, I, I think you're right. I think he was saying seven and a half or eight. I saw it says seven to five and a half out of eight. I can't handle the math on that, man. We do it out no, of 10, I, Tony. No, I don't think he's doing 7.5 <laughs> out of eight. You can care, care the one. Damn it, Tony. We don't do fractions <laughs> and decimals at the same time. <laughs> oh, and then Kathleen says she's never heard of myself. <laughs> <sighs> well, um, maybe when I read the synopsis, you know, you can go get get some sap and take care oh. of the films, but it's not time for that yet. It's no, I got to do my thing, don't I? You have to do your thing. 
All right. Most, I may even, um, uh, we're, we're B-teaming it tonight, ladies and gentlemen. We may even have a banner. Mm-mm. Yes, I do. Time to talk about a creative team. I knew I had one. There we go. We are talking New Warriors number nine. You have it big on your screen and now little in my window. Found this in a quarter bin. On sale date, January 22nd, 1991. Cover dated of March of 91. The cover price is $1. Everybody take a minute to breathe that in. Dollar Comics. Story by Fabian Nicieza. Pencils by Mark Bagley. Inks by Larry Malstead. Colors by Andy Yankus. Letters by Joe Rosen. And the editor is Danny Fingera. Thank you to Mike's Amazing World for that information. And it's back to Delvin to give us the story synopsis. So I'll change the banner. Yep. And I will get to that. Tony uh, says he forgot that. Well, I'll bring it up. He forgot that, you know, we're from the South and don't map well. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, 7.5 out of 8. You know, that would be the equivalent of 75 out of 80. You reduce that down to 15 out of 16. It's about 93%. So, Tony... Suck it. Suck it. Now. <laughs> <laughs> and now we will continue with the laughs. I, uh, that was so much more classy. I was going to be like, hey, shut up, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> we have Scott Scunil who says, the Warriors say, hug the planet. And Punisher says, I will hug it with guns. <laughs> oh, man. Well done. And at that point, I will read the synopsis, which won't take very long because I like doing these short synopsis. It gives us more time to talk. But the title of this book is Following the Line Along the Middle, which has been a part of the Hard Choices storyline. I can think of four storylines that happen within this book. One, Punisher, Night Thrasher, and Silhouette solve their brutal issue with Father James and the Bengal with a mostly peaceful resolution and no easy answers. The rest of the warriors rescue Speedball's mom and make quick work out of the force of nature, but can't really stop the totally not cult of Project Earth from continuing their whole whatever it is, leaving a mostly peaceful resolution and no easy answer. Three, since the cat is out of the bag, I'm allowed to say the Sphinx has found a way to absorb the energies of the costone, and whatever happens probably isn't going to be a peaceful resolution with a lack of easy answers. Four, the White Queen and the Hellions break into Warriors HQ to find out who at Warriors HQ infiltrated their databases, and I'm certain this will end peacefully resolved with very completely easy answers. Okay, probably not. <laughs> Let's talk about it. Uh, highs, lows. Whatever the hex come along the way, Jared. Oh, uh, before you start, Courtney, welcome. Uh, she said she was late to the party because she was talking wrestling. Nothing mm. wrong with that, Courtney. Mm. We know you love wrestling. I do mm -hmm. too. Now, Jared, what do you think about the book? Let's talk about it. Bruce the Barber Beefcake for Life, my friend. Having said that, good job on the synopsis. Thank you. So, um, hmm, where to begin? Where to begin? Let's start. Here, I did my usual, did some screenshots to kind of guide me through my thoughts on the book. People in the chat, you're welcome to chime in. And of course, Delvin, too. Mm -hmm. So this was the first screenshot I took. Why did I take it, Delvin? I don't know, Jared. Why did you take it? It was uh, Bagley Draws Cool Punisher and Night Thrasher. <laughs> <laughs> 
That, and I thought it was kind of cool that we got a real, not necessarily the first time, but a real clear first look, if you will, at silhouette silhouetting with mm-hmm. the with foop. Like we, we we've seen her blend in the shadows and kind of fall out naked, almost passed out, and all that stuff, which was super yep. hot. But <laughs> I don't think we've seen her like basically nightcrawler bamf before. And so that's what caught my eye about it. So not only is it a good scene, and I like the way the continuity is carried over from last issue with the damage, um, not only to Night Thrasher's um, costume, but to Punisher as well with his bandaged leg. Because you remember, he got stabbed straight up in the leg, I think, during their fight at one point. Stabbed with a skateboard. Don't get yeah. to say that phrase very often. <laughs> say that often. So he got straight up stabbed with a skateboard. So, <clears throat> pardon me. That's uh, why I pulled this page, and I have more to pull. But if you have anything to say, or if anybody in the chat, uh, we got this one. I do. I do. Um, just for uh, listeners, Scott says we get the slide whistle sound effect again for silhouette. <laughs> <laughs> and I definitely, they didn't skimp from the action from the start. Now, it would have been somewhat funny had Night Thrasher and Punisher pulled like, you know, the Bugs Bunny Elmer Fudd from back in the day. It's like, put down your gun. No, you put down your gun. No, you put down your gun. No, you put down your gun. I'm putting down my gun. Okay, I'm going to put down my gun. Ah! Ah! Gotcha! Punisher season. (laughs) So, that didn't exactly happen, but this was the start to the peaceful resolution that they had, and I actually appreciated that particularly from the Punisher, who was the adult in the room. Mm-hmm. He was like, they, they went and he said something like, you know, I know 13 different ways I could disarm him without hurting him, but here is going to be the best way so we can finally get to the bottom of this crap because Lord knows, like, Thrasher had just a brutal battle with the Bengal. That is very alliterative. And <laughs> also had <laughs> a heck of a fight with the Punisher that they're still... In this next issue, it didn't get wiped clean and they didn't hit some, you know, uh, fountain of youth or anything. They're still wearing the scars from that battle. You've got Night Thrasher's helmet still like like bashed in because the Punisher shot him. And then you've got the Punisher all bandaged up across his head, across his shoulder, across his thigh. Like so just some brutal battles. And the Punisher actually did the smart thing and it's still continuing to fight. It's that look, let's talk about this mm-hmm. it was smart. yeah yeah he really stepped into a mentorship role and um i've got i think another screenshot of that later don't quote me on that but uh, i think we will get back to that all right check in the chat anybody else anything um well it has nothing to do with the issue but auburn always is also watching auburn's first basketball of the year but try it again auburn's first basketball game of the year and he says auburn's raining threes and blocking shots like wild sounds like a good time <laughs> We we've got Scott and Tony talking to. I let's see. Tony mentioned <laughs> who on the forces of nature worked at sunglasses hunting them all. <laughs> Look, I, you know, you were thinking in the Amazon that those glasses would fog up quickly, but they mm-hmm. do have superpowers. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole thing, by the way, for the listeners was forgotten subplot. Who on the forces of nature worked at sunglass hunting them all? They got them all the sweet Oakley hookup. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Very true. And then Scott riffed on that and said they asked the sunglass hut employee if he spoke English, they collectively killed them and took what they wanted. 
Ah, uh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> that's that's you know, so forces of nature. <laughs> Which does kind of sound like a 90s boy band the more I think of it. Force of nature? Yeah, girl. We're forces of nature, girl. (laughs) I could be your aqueduct. (laughs) Could happen. What's next? What's next? Indeed. What's next? All right. I did this here screenshot. All right. I picked this one just because it was an introduction to the battle with the force of nature, really nothing else to it other than, you know, the candle's been lit, the fight is on, uh, and it was a really good showing by the new warriors who've struggled a little bit. You know, they kind of do that typical comic thing where they struggle with the bad guys in the first round and they do better mm-hmm. in the second round. They really had some standout here in the second round. Uh, I don't think I pulled the screenshot, but this thought I had nagging in the back of my head was like, one of the forces of nature has the water powers. It would be really funny. If they tried to use them on name Marita, which is exactly what I, it was so funny. Cause I don't, again, I don't think I took the screenshot, but I think they did it even off panel. Like name Marita just showed up and be like, yeah, I took care of the water person. <laughs> you can yes. imagine how that swung in my direction. <laughs> the whole time she's been like dehydrated and just needs water. <laughs> so that was pretty fun. Absolutely. That would be like, if I got in a fight with you and, and I hit you with Taco Bell. No. Oh. Buy it over. Buy it over. <laughs> Do what you want. I'm going to eat some delicious tacos. That was just but, pummeling yeah. me. And I'm just like, I'm not even noticing the pummeling. I'm just taking the tacos. <laughs> until I black out. Burrito Supreme. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yep. Uh, i tell you what. I, I think the force of nature, they had a good opportunity to maybe sway the new warriors. And I know this was a three-parter. And... Fabian and company have other storylines to get to. But if they were wanting to continue this storyline and maybe have the Warriors any bit swayed about Project Earth and the forces of nature, you would think that they would have said, oh, hey, these guys are doing bad. Let's take out the equipment. But instead, the forces of nature who swore they were trying to get away from this whole villain arc acted exactly like supervillains would and wantonly destroyed property and not looked out for any of the human life around it, which made it seem like they were more in it for the jollies of the destruction, which made a very, very easy decision for the new world. True. All right. Oh, we got a few comments here. Uh, Kathleen seems to like the fact that we are talking about boy bands. She's a fan. <laughs> She's a fan. <laughs> Oh, we have a comic foil. Welcome, by the way. <laughs> Said never realized that Rich shaved his armpits. It it would be very aerodynamic if he kept hair. Also, like, could you imagine? Like, you're like a superhero flying everywhere. You got hair covered and sweat come up. <laughs> so, like, you really. You're gonna give a, a ride to one of those other heroes who can't fly. You know, and they're like, no, no, I'm 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 good. I just walk. <laughs> You have sleeves. You have a sleeve costume. You could. <laughs> I made the mistake of opening my mouth, and I caught a bug and some sweat, and now I'm just gonna die. I'm just gonna <laughs> die right gross. here. <laughs> What's next? What is next? Indeed, is I have this one, and then apparently three more. All right, great fight scene drawn by our main man, Mark Bagley. We have Night Thrasher throwing down against the Bangle. Is that saying Bang? Just Bangle, right? Yep, bingo. Again, continuity, jacked up costume, 
uh, for Night Thrasher. Bangle is a really great character design. I think I mentioned that when he was introduced. I just like his design. I mean, anything with tiger stripes on is a win for me, I think. And it's just a really cool looking costume. Uh, shout out to just you know using the moon in the background of panel one uh, to the you know energetic movement in panel mm-hmm. two and just uh, I don't know if this was the artist decision anchor or colorist but in panel four you even have those speed lines going by to show energy and motion it's just a really really well put together page so I just thought it deserved a screenshot yeah and the action leading to it was really good. <clears throat> Tony made me laugh because he said Midnight oh, yeah. Bengal in the chat. <laughs> Midnight Bengal is very funny. Is very. Funny. I'm sorry, Doug. Right. Go ahead. No, you're you're cool, dude. The action leading up to it, or the storyline leading up to it, you know, Punisher, uh, Punisher, Night Thrasher silhouette had a resolution. Punisher absolutely believes silhouette story that she has nothing to do with the gun running from Midnight's fire, um, and. So they resolved that, but it seems like Father James is not a good dude, and it kind of leaves that whole storyline of the Bengal coming to ambush and or kill Father James, and Night Thrasher sets out to defend him, even though he's not quite sure of what Father James is about and whether or not he really even wants to defend him, and it puts Night Thrasher at a disadvantage uh, with the Bengal, and that's what you see here. I mean... Like he goes after him. And by the way, that's a really cool scene where Night Thrasher, you know, with armor, but he blocked an arrow with his hand. That was cool. That was a very, very cool scene. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I almost screenshot it, but I like this part. <laughs> and But the ambush, Bengal coming up with that thrust kick right to his ribs, like that had to hurt. I mean, just kicked his butt and, and so well drawn. And it just... I think the fight scene was very well thought out, or, excuse me, thought out. And mm-hmm. it was cool seeing how it happened. And it continued uh, to the next page, just a brutal battle. So, yeah, very well drawn. And I think that sometimes we've talked about Fabian having a decent amount of words in his book. But, man, like if you are one of those writers who put a lot of words into your book, giving an artist a page like this to say, Okay, I'm gonna shut up now. Let's let's mm-hmm. like work out a fight scene, and mm-hmm. we're, we'll go from there. And they and Bagley comes up with that. If you're Fabian, you just look at it. It's like, oh, oh. Mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> I can ask for anything better than that. Yeah, and Scott and I are totally vibing because he said he got a 1990 final scene from the Turtles movie vibe off of this, and I completely agree. You know, anytime you got the full moon over the city, it's a turtles vibe. And that's how like all the cartoon intros start with the turtles jumping up against the full moon. And then you've got the rooftop that if absolutely Scott, I picking up the same exact vibe. You're not crazy. Well, not about this. (laughs) (laughs) Kathleen mentions that she likes that page. We totally agree with that. Mm -hmm. And Tony mirrors that Bengals costume is also well done. 100% agree. And a comic foil says uh, great choreography. 100%. 100%. And Courtney says, go, go, turtles. And one <laughs> go, more go, turtles. by Scott uh, says, the letter does a great job. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like, these are the moments that you collect comic books for. This mm-hmm. is why comic books are such an amazing medium that you had a collective team working together on this. You know, Fabian with the script and Mark with the pencils, Larry with the inks, and, uh, Let's see, it was Jankus with the color. Yeah, yeah. And then you had the letter of this entire team effort 
on this page and it was it was a wonderful page yeah and i want to shout out yankus on this page too because uh looking panel two with the sweet motion of bangle kicking night thrasher mm -hmm. uh, right in the tummy feathers i do believe <laughs> if you look at it you really think about it and you think about the colors i mean when was the last time you saw purple bricks right on the surface no pun intended it makes no sense but how much better does Bengal look with his costume color popping off a of purple than if he had done mm -hmm. brick red or brick brown? Mm -hmm. It was a good decision. Nice. Is that uh, color wheel approved, Jerry? Oh, man, you're going to ask. And I've been working over here, so I don't know where my <laughs> color wheel is right now. Nobody tell Beatty that I've lost my color wheel temporarily. <laughs> uh, but let's say you yes. Know, let's just say yes. yes. <laughs> we are going to assume that it's color wheel approved. Color wheel approved. Yep. All right. Pick up enough. Okay. Oh, what we talked about before Punisher taking the high road, more of a mentorship role. I mean, <laughs> that's there's a lot of different angles that you could take on that because we talked about before about how it was good that he did that. It just overall, and then it's also kind of speaks well to Fabian Nicias's use of the Punisher because I mean, again, this is like I think Punisher War Journal had its book out, and a lot of writers. No slide on them, rightfully so. Would have just butta, 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 lay out all these fools and call it a day, right? Not mm -hmm. a really introspective guy a lot. Although sometimes it's not it's not fair to paint everybody in, the, in that light. But I think Fabian handled the character well. And you got something on here. And I knew when I went to take screenshots, mm -hmm. I knew I was going to take a screenshot of this page. Um, because uh, just personally, I'm a big fan of uh, forgiveness. And you don't see it a lot in comics, especially with somebody like the backstory, like the Bengal. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, they basically opened the door to say, Hey, look, father Jane has changed. He's not who he was anymore. And the Bengal actually accepted that, which is a hard pill to swallow when you come, you know, from where he came from and why he came from there with revenge on his heart. But I I'm just overall a big fan of uh, forgiveness. Uh, I'm going to get my soapbox just for a second and just say that, you know, a, a thing I, a phrase I picked up along the way is, is, you know, forgiveness is a powerful tool. Forgiveness uh, sets a prisoner free. And what you don't realize is it's not the person you're forgiving that you're setting free. It's you because it takes so much energy and, and, and it's just so energy sapping to carry hate around with you. Like just forgive that, let it go because it takes it off of your heart and it, and it's just a better thing. And you don't see that a lot in comics. You know, you comics is very much a get your revenge. Heck yeah. Medium, you know, <laughs> you know, and I yeah. thought yep. what a real unique, you know, tear filled moment of I'm not this person anymore. And then, and the Bengal just realizing that and like, yeah, this whole, this whole thing I've been on, it's just a burden to me. And I finally tracked down the person I want to kill and he's not really the person that I want to kill anymore. Really well done. Well said. <clears throat> and there's also the part of it where I think the Punisher may have been the perfect person to be the peace broker here. Because earlier in the book, and, and Fabian played this well, Punisher was like, all right, I got what I wanted. I'm out of here. And made the note like, you know what? This is kind of reminded me of seeing my family get gunned down. This is way too personal for me. And I'm going to stuff this down and keep moving forward. So he really had no incentive to come back and see any resolution in this. But however, he mentions, you know what? Sank talking to Dwayne, like you didn't form the new warriors as a tool for vengeance. You formed them as a tool for justice. 
so like, what is this that you're doing right now? And it's kind of the same thing with Bengal. And and when Punisher's basic point was, you know what? I might be too far gone, but neither of you have to be. And you couldn't have picked a better character, especially in the Marvel universe, to deliver that message than the Punisher. The Punisher, like his, he lost his family and he has dedicated his life to taking out gangs, no matter what, gangs, criminals, no matter what, and doing no matter what he can do for that. But he wants someone who's a superhero, wants to be a superhero like Dwayne to take a better path than he did. Mm-hmm. I thought that was very well done. Yeah, forgiveness is not Frank's strong suit. Nope. <laughs> he doesn't mind carrying around the burden of hate. <laughs> yeah, he's used to it. And, and of course, that's what they mentioned. Like, Silhouette kind of asked him. He's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, young lady, my, my whole thing, it was buried a long time ago. And I just have to live with the choices that I make at this point. So, yeah, yeah that is a fantastic page. And let's see. Got Scott's comment here about the first panel being gorgeous. The art is styled to perfectly match what he's saying. It keeps his constant repetition of his origin from getting cliche. This is still his dark place. Very quickly, I had a thought reading it the second time. What, like, what do you think or whose voice do you think the Punisher would sound like? I thought John Barenthal did a really good job of making the Punisher his own. But is there anyone's voice that you hear when you hear the Punisher talk? Yeah, I think ever since I discovered the character, which, you know, would have been in the 80s, um, to me, because he was so gritty and street level and full of... Let me guess. Let me guess. Clint Eastwood, Dirty Harry. Correct. 100%. I thought... (laughs) (laughs) I always thought he sounded like Dirty Harry in my head. Or Gilbert Godfrey, you know. (laughs) (laughs) You don't have to travel the same paths that I traveled. (laughs) I will do anything. Just stop talking. (laughs) Best Gilbert Godfrey, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) I, I like, I love that you put yourself out for that. I want to include this comment from New Warriors Talk, um, who says great stuff. He loves the vengeance discussion and, Notice the placement of the five characters in the fourth panel with the Punisher trying to bridge mm-hmm. the differences. Mm-hmm. And that's, that much is true. And that started even when you had a Night Thrasher on a previous panel. He was getting the business from the Bengal. And he was so, like, he was basically he couldn't see because he had blood in his eyes. And so he just sprayed that cayenne pepper and they both had to catch their breaths. And that's when the Punisher stepped in in between them. And that's where it started, where the Punisher of all people was trying to play peace broker. So mm-hmm. awesome. And uh, Scott mentions, I love what uh, Slot, Dan Slot, he thinks, uh, did with the Bengals in the Avengers, the initiative. He's moved on, has a wife and family and is forced back into the Tiger Stripes. He healed after this issue. Mm, so like Jared, kudos for picking a very uh, important and seminal page. Courtney adds that positivity wins and there is no arguing that arguing or debating that that is that is very true. Um, And yeah. Oh, one more. Tony says that his Punisher's voice is Mel Gibson's Porter in the movie Payback. I need to rewatch Payback. I remember liking that one. And somebody else called it Dolph Lundgren. That was Scott. I don't know if he was being funny since Dolph Lundgren, you know, played him in the movie, but. 
I really like yeah, that he, movie, and I like that portrait. He 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 is, but yeah, Dolph is not a bad one at all. You know, just that you, you got to think it's got to be a tough and rugged voice mm-hmm. that like, as soon as the person even talks, like it just sounds like whiskey and cigarettes <laughs> and, <laughs> and and a life of regret. Like you know, they, and they're just simply what saying it's like. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It's, it's almost like as soon as someone even says something like "hello," and it's like, "Oh, dang, man, you've been hurt. You've been hurt, hurt, <laughs> who son. Are, who are you?" <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, excellent page. Do you have anything else, man? What a great discussion. Uh, no, I just want to. I think this might be the first time. Maybe I'm wrong. That New Warriors Talk has made it to the chat, so I want to welcome you. I definitely with a handle like that, we're in the right place. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I know you're not active on Facebook other than you know the, the yard sale artist page, Jared. But like, um, there's a New Warriors Facebook page that I'm a part of where uh, you just got a whole group of good folks who are actively uh, still loving uh, the original New Warriors series. And they talk about you know anyone else who's New Warriors. And also on Twitter, uh, there is um, a New Warriors talk a pay a feed that I have followed like for years at this point and and. I always, I mean, I love and give all the credit in the world for someone who has that level of love and not just for the original New Warriors team, but even some of the other iterations of the New Warriors as well. He's always talking all of them up. It's really, really cool. Awesome. Well, yeah. Welcome. (laughs) I think we got to hear from everybody. A couple others on the voices. I don't know if we mentioned this one or not already. A comic foil said Charles Bronson. Good choice. Um, New Warriors talks to Bobcat Goldthwait. <laughs> <laughs> I won't even try the impression. I already spit myself on my on my Gilbert Godfrey impression, but maybe next time. <laughs> All right, I'll get a I'll get a page ready, and you can cover the chat if anything pops up. All right, I will. Second to last one that I pulled this time. Speedball reveals his identity to his mother. His mother, who I also believe has the superpower of being the most dupable person on the. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody in this book like saw his red flags being way away. And it doesn't really dawn on her until they're like, yeah, we need to we need to have like a significant death here if we're gonna really get people on our side. Kind of <laughs> oh man. Dang. There's like someone's gotta die here, and everyone was like <laughs> Not it, not it. it. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> Looks like Mrs. Baldwin's going down. Yep. Down, 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 like the red knight. And yeah, um, I I definitely like the speedball action pa- uh action panel. That's cool. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's cool that you know, I mean, of course, they set this whole thing up to go save his mom, but they could have done the thing where they still tried to hide or let him Robbie hide his identity. But they didn't. And I thought it was a great moment to reveal that um, he was speedball to his mom because, yeah, she was in about as deep as you could possibly be without blood being shed. Uh, and his her son had to come save her from that insanity. Otherwise, like she would have been dead in the jungle, unfortunately. So, mm. yeah, good job by Robbie on that. I, I thought it was good writing by Fabian Nicieza too, like having the voice of a, I think he's 15 in this, at this point of mm-hmm. a 15 year old. Like there's no way a 15 year old is going to sit on that secret identity very long. They're very impulsive. I mean, that's his trademark. He's, a, he's impulsive and 
he he doesn't i'm not saying he did the wrong thing but he definitely doesn't have the maturity yet to guard his identity he so i thought it was well written for the character well written for the moment and beautifully drawn yep absolutely 100 percent agree scott o'neill's ads i kind of fits her though She's a soap opera actress who married Justin Baldwin and wound up in suburbia because of his job. She's just desperate to do something cultural or activist based. Um, yeah. Might yeah, I, recommend I recommend the go... PTA, Mrs. Baldwin. <laughs> yes. Like possibly just giving money to, you know, Greenpeace or something. <laughs> Not Project Earth, which is totally a cult. So. <laughs> but no, he, he makes a good point. I mean, she mm-hmm. comes from a glitz, glamour, high-speed life and just looking for a way to fit in again. So makes her easily dupable. Yep. And definitely got to add this because it's talking about my favorite artist of all time. The comic full says Bagley Speedball is just top tier. You can just see from that panel the success he would have in a few years on Amazing Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I think I first heard of Mark Bagley. I may have said this before, but it's worth it anyway. Mark Bagley's first appearance uh, in Amazing Spider-Man, I believe, was Amazing Spider-Man 345. And the boomerang was in that issue. And I remember being blown away just how clean his artwork was. And I looked at some other stuff he was drawing. And at the time, he was still drawing the New Warriors. And so that made me go find the New Warriors and saw that that story was cool. It was talking about teenagers and stuff. And I was a teenager. So it was even more of a reason for me to want to pick up the book. Are you looking at the panels uh, or the comments, Jared? Or was there something? I am. I am. Um, uh, we have uh, Auburn Ellis asking if we talked about Sweaty Name Marita yet. Kind of. Uh, kind of. <laughs> we have Tony uh, back in. This helps the characterization of Robbie and how he's really searching for a functional family. Yep. He certainly is. So, um, yeah. Big moment for Speedball. His, the cat is out of the bag with his mom, and we'll see how that plays out in future mm-hmm. One more panel. One more panel. Yep. Our page. Correct. Yep. One more page. And you guessed it has to be the cliffhanger ending that, you know, it's, it's to two or three page sequence, very much done in shadow. You're not even certain who's fighting whom until it's sort of revealed here at the end that, uh, Oh, help me out with the lady's name. I can never remember. It's Ty. Ty. Yeah. Ty. Okay. Um, yeah. Ty obviously puts up a pretty good fight against a team of, of super meta people who love magenta and <laughs> um though those jared would be the hellions that uh, okay. was that was the white queen's uh super villain team uh from the 90s oh i didn't know that the, my lack of x knowledge is showing uh speaking of, of lack of things and showing i see the uh the caucasian queen as i will call her uh has <laughs> Once again, uh, saved money by wearing actually 26% of an actual costume. <laughs> <laughs> Look at those strings just holding on like Spider-Man trying to stop that subway in the movie. Where he's like, ah! <laughs> That's what those strings are doing on her top. <laughs> Jared, it's possible it was a very hot New York day and she needed to wear something that was super villainous. You know, yet aerodynamic and would keep her cool in the summer. Yep. Yep. That's probably what it is. She's Let's wearing, go with that. Oh, very. She's like, I'm going to wear my panties, uh, half of a, half of a shirt and Oh, give me some gloves and a cape. <laughs> okay. I mean, for, for me, I call that Thursday, but regardless, <laughs> right, right, <whatever. laughs> 
we're not talking about my I mean, my dressing uh, acumen if you, here. If you've got it, flaunt it, right? That's that's what you do. So. Absolutely. I, I mean, and I'm in Charlotte too. People might say I'm Cam Newton. <laughs> Take a good look. <laughs> Take a good look. I could be Cam. I don't know who All Jetstream right. is, but I'm supposed to follow his eyes in the. Pa- oh, I, I bet I'm betting that cat in the background in the last panel is Jetstream. <laughs> Because <laughs> Scott says, follow Jetstream's eyes in the last panel. Yep, I got it. <laughs> well, even during the fight, Jetstream was almost like, uh, you know what? I got to go. So he went. <laughs> <laughs> he did. He bailed. <laughs> but there is an important point that I need to bring up here. It seems like, I mean, the Hellions was about four or five of them. And then you got White Queen there. It took all of them to take down mm-hmm. a simple housemaid. Oh, we always knew there was something more to her. And Cord, too, I'm quite certain. Hmm. Hmm. Either now, Jared. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I suspect. It looks like, I think Cat's Eye is the villain's, villainess's name. <laughs> That's my Cat's Eye. People, I mean, uh, people listening out, to this on the podcast can't see it, but i got a really good Cat's Eye going. <laughs> got, the cat, got the Cat Eye going on. And I'll read the quote there. I mean, because it's kind of small. Like, just says, funny smell, empty scent. Bad woman. Hmm. 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 Indeed. Yep. 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 So, and it looks like, I mean, because they set it up already in the next panel there, that the new warriors are going to be fighting the Hellions, which is the name of White Queen's team. So we're not going to have to wait much longer. It looks like a showdown is a coming. Mm-hmm. Again, she saves money. I think the White Queen is very frugal, not only with her saving money in her own outfit, but she clearly got a deal on the magenta fabric. And was like, all right, everybody, everybody, put it on. And I mean, she's a fashionista, so yeah, maybe you know, magenta was the it color back then. You know, like the pastels and the cross colors were cool back in the nineties. Uh, it would be even cooler if they wore them inside out or backwards. There's one panel that we forgot. I mentioned it in the synopsis, uh, so we have to at least talk about it before we uh, move on to the next section. Oh, uh, because. Stuff. The Sphinx stuff. Yeah, I forgot to snack a bit. snack. No, I remembered to snack. I had delicious cashews. They were bacon. Snag bacon. a picture of the Sphinx stuff, which is still baffling to me. So, you know. But it, it I had to mention it uh, for the sake of continuity, but also, and I'll mention this a little bit when it comes to the rating as well. I love, I mean, it's always good when you have the vignettes. You see the vignettes in the book, and you're like, ooh, they're teasing what's coming, they're teasing what's coming. But it's also cool to see that payoff. And we're right at the precipice <clears throat> of one of those storylines paying off because it looks like the New Warriors are going to face off against the Hellions. Because for about nine months now, you've had White Queens like, who broken to my database? Who did this? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. they. They found out what it was. They tracked it down, and it looks like there's going to be trouble. So that's cool. And it looks like that Sphinx storyline has been sitting there on the burner, too. It looks like it's almost about ready, but not quite. So, yes. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right. I have a a shot, but uh, oops, wrong hat. This hat. This hat. I, I can't do it. There it is. There's your Sphinx shot. She clearly shops at the same costume store as the White Queen. She wears a little more clothes than the White Queen, though. It's, <laughs> it's close. <laughs> there you have it. Uh, comic Foil, just adding a few more comments before we move on. 
said, nah, not Bagley's best work. She should have studied more John Byrne, White Queen, to which I say, how dare you? <laughs> but I'm biased completely. Um, and <laughs> Tony said, it's hot out there, yo. <laughs> it's true. I mean, she she's in Egypt. And White mm-hmm. Queen is clearly a very hot summer mm-hmm. day in New summer York, <laughs> which is why she's wearing the thing that she's wearing. But Jared, mm. we should probably move on to the next section, please. All right. Um, I'm certain there's something. I bet it's uh, Ultimate Warrior, isn't it? <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's get into it. Let's talk about who we thought was the Ultimate Warrior for this book, issue number nine. And, of course, we'll follow that up with who is the Ultimate Warrior. Who are we worried about? So sound off in the chat if you have uh, inputs as to that. And Delvin, hmm. your Ultimate Warrior. I mean, he's on the cover all prominent and everything. Let's go with the Punisher. The Punisher seems to be the man who sparked the most discussion, and he was the adult in the room of a very tense situation. You know, he could have had, I mean, it was it was very much like a parent separating two kids from a fight, except like the two kids would have their fists and the parent would just be, you know, push them apart with their hands instead of having like two, two automatic weapons pointed at them, tell them to calm down. But still Punisher was the adult in the room and he forced uh, both night thrasher and the um, Bengal and father James uh, into kind of forcing and thinking about some of the choices that they made in their lives, but they did it peacefully from that point on. I enjoyed that. What about you? Uh, same, same, same. I think the Punisher, you know, gave us the great moment. I already talked about, you don't see a lot in comics, a, a forgiveness moment, a people are allowed to change moment. And uh, that was great. So, yeah, I'm with you on that. Nice. Tony has the Bengal as the ultimate warrior. He can go let that. go of a lot in order. Mm-hmm. And I know Jared, with his very good talk about uh, forgiveness, agrees with that. Mm-hmm. Formerly nice. Noah the Hyper Potato, I believe that is... Uh, Kirk right there it says Firestar. I think it is. <laughs> Firestar is the ultimate warrior because she's hot. Hot girls are warriors. <laughs> I have nothing to add to that. I mean, and <laughs> sure. <laughs> and Scott says uh, he's like Batman in this issue. He's trying to help the younger kids not end up like him. 100% agree with that. Yep, yep, yep. And Comic Coil says. The Bengal, phenomenal look, awesome moves. I wanted to see more of him immediately after this. Surprising he didn't catch on because, yeah, he had a really good look mm-hmm. and a good MO. Yeah, him and uh, Star, I'm going to get it this time, Star Thief? Yes. Him and Star Thief had Star Thief had a good look. Um, so, yeah, this book's brought a few, uh, you know, good looks with it. So, definitely. So, uh, who's our ultimate worrier? Who are we worried about? I don't know if we're going to be seeing them that long, but we talked about it and it was the thing that made me laugh the most. (laughs) Aqueduct. It's like, (laughs) like, bro, if you know anything about the universe in which you inhabit, you've got a chick. She's got like the green bikini. She's got wings on her feet. (laughs) You might think, She kind of looks like Namor. Hmm. Maybe I should not attack her with water. (laughs) Not a smart idea. Not (laughs) a smart idea. So that's mine. I'm worried about him. And probably got a concussion (laughs) from all heck. 
He faced the off-panel beatdown that we never got to see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm, I'm worried about Aqueduct. Well, who are you worried about, Jared? Well, I think I've picked this person before, so I guess I'm less worried about them now. But uh, Robbie's mom, you know, Robbie's mom made some really bad decisions. I think she's on her path back to good decisions now. Uh, but I, I guess it's not necessarily just her, but like her relationship with Speedball slash Robbie. Um, you know, that's going to take a huge change now because mm-hmm. now she knows. And, you know, um, how is she going to take that? How is his dad going to take it? Um, you know, how are they going to work that out? So that's keep an eye on that, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. And Scott adds, he's worried about Dwayne. Ty has power. He doesn't know about it. And that spells potential trips. <laughs> Scott, whatever you don't you don't know what you're talking nah. about. There's not going to be any trouble. She, you know, she just got a little spry. It was nighttime, right? She had done her Pilates and everything. She got her stretching. That's it. There's nothing. That's all. That's it. Sure, that won't be coming to a head anytime soon. Mm. In any event, what is coming to a head is this entire live stream. We should probably rate New Warriors Nine here from a scale of one to eight. No, wait, no, 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 wait, no. <laughs> one, one to ten, <laughs> one to ten nightsticks, New Warriors nine. What would you rate it? Uh, just as an aside, I was listening to an old Sherlock Holmes radio show from the 1940s today, and Sherlock Holmes requested some uh, bobbies to help him, and he said, be sure to bring your trunkians with you. <laughs> oh. And I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but anyway. I, about pull, I about pulled the Leo there, Jared. I was like, oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Thought that was interesting. Anyways, um, hmm. In one sense, this book was a little all over the place, but in the other sense, there's a lot of you know. I like that there's a lot of dangling threads. So him, haw, him, haw. I'll give it an eight. On with you. Um, we, I mean, we're going to point this out more. The art was just dreamy. It was freaking fantastic. The storyline was really good. There were some good revelations. And even though this was the end of a storyline, they already were keeping that fast pace and getting ready to move on to other storylines. But they paid paid good attention to this storyline, too, and gave it a a pretty good wrap-up. Even an unexpected one to me because there was so much violence that happened between Night Thrasher and Bengal and Punisher that... You would think that the only way it was going to end was violently. And instead, it ended with a very good peaceful solution, which is kind of a bold choice to make at any point, really. It's a comic book. You could always end it with someone just being unconscious and or dead. And Fabian chose a different path. And that was cool. And yet again, they chose a resolution with the force of nature where, yes, all the superhero battling was done, but the main Project Earth guys got away and there wasn't really anything that the Warriors could do about it. So that wasn't quite wrapped up in that pretty bow that you always see in comic books too, which kind of was talking about the whole theme of the three-issue arc, which was hard choices. So I think it was a good conclusion to a good storyline. I would agree. We have a few more comments. Tony gave it a nine, said the content is strong. Courtney agrees, says nine is the art for me. And who am I to disagree, Courtney? I love Mark Bagley and Larry Malstead's art, along with Andy Yankus. Um, And yeah, cool. 
Was there anything that you wanted to add before I wrap this up, Jared? Oh, no, man. Uh, This has been a good ride so far, so we're doing good. So I won't add anything. Uh, I'll run a banner in case people want Longbox Crusade uh, T-shirts and merchandise. Heck, yeah. Please please come (laughs) get some of our merch. Man, we got to think of some logo for Come Out to Play, dude. We should talk to Mark Bagley, see if he'll work something up for us. Like, I mean, you know, I'm an idea guy. I have zero artistic abilities, but like, I was thinking like maybe like a, a night thrasher, like gauntlet holding two bottles. <laughs> clink, clink, clink. Anyway. Uh, I'll <laughs> just Photoshop. Uh, I'll take a screenshot of the dude from Warriors and I'll just like do a bad Photoshop. Let's <laughs> just head over him. <laughs> That's what we'll do. All right. Let me close this out. That is the show, everybody. Thank you for like listening and being such great active participants uh, in the chat. That really mm-hmm. makes, I mean, this is already fun. You guys made it fun plus. Uh, please come back and join us for the next issue. Or the, well, I'll try that again. Please come All back right. and join us for the next episode where we discuss New Warriors issue 10 where we find out about what happens when you tick off a white queen and her students. Showdown! If you'd like to hear from us, Longbox Crusade is in a lot of places. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, most podcatchers to include Spotify at www.longboxcrusade.com, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Patreon, and YouTube. If you look for Longbox Crusade, you will find us. You can also email us at contact.longboxcrusade.com. And Jared, I don't have it in the script, but we have a phone number, right? Look at the bottom of your screen. <laughs> oh, I can go up. Oh, there we go. Pick up the phone. <laughs> 707-532-5269 will get you in touch with a answering machine. And we will check that. And if you want to leave comments for us, we can include it on one of our shows. Mm-hmm. Good way to leave a review and we can hear your voice and, and you can be part of the show. So, yeah, we're excited about our new phone number. 707-532-LBOX. Pick up the phone. <laughs> I'd also like to give a special shout out to our Crusaders Club members. Thank you for your love and support for $1 a month. You can both love and support us. 50% goes to love, 50% goes to support. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, come join us. We do some cool stuff, and we definitely love to hear your um, comments and get your feedback on some of the shows and everything. So please do that. That is all I have, Jared. Uh, let them know where you can be found out on the internet yourself. All right. As you can see right about here, I'm at Yard Sale Artist, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. It's all at Yard Sale Artist. If you'd like to check out my book page, sketches, and artistic offerings, just go to www, that's three W's, and then a period, theyardsaleartist.com. I can be found on Twitter at E underscore R-A-Y 1977. If you feel like looking at my stuff on Instagram for whatever reason, it's Delvin Ray at Instagram. If you feel like doing that. I already brought it up and I just nodded. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> An actual real answer machine with a tape in it and everything. <laughs> and then I, I physically cut the tapes and then I paste <laughs> them into our podcasts. If we like what you have to say. Wait, wait, I got one more joke. Like, and then you've got to have a jingle, like way on the beat. You got to leave your name. You got to leave your number. Oh, okay. Look, we can keep this going all day. See y'all next time, everybody. And remember, Please be a hero to somebody, even if it's just to yourself. 
New Warriors, come out to play. Have a good night, everybody. Pick up the phone. <laughs> New Warriors, come out to play. music is provided by musical genius joe november check out his soundcloud at j-o-s-e-f-l-i-n-9-9 you won't regret it